Welcome to the TBS podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lynn Lewis. I serve as president of the Bible Seminary. Um, today, we got a great interview ahead. We're going to interview um, Kevin Alvarez. Kevin graduated in 2016 with a Master of Divinity from the Bible Seminary, and um, he's now Dr. Kevin Alvarez. And Kevin, we want to welcome you to the TBS podcast today. Um, I Thank hear you. You're Thank in, you for uh, having me. I hear you're in much cooler weather up in, is it Pana, Pana, Illinois? Is that where you are? It's Pana. Don't feel bad. Pana. We butchered it about a thousand times when we came here, but it is it is pronounced Pana. Matter of fact, one of my, our youngest daughters, when she was telling her school back in Houston, she was moving here. She told the professor, we're moving to Pana, Illinois. He thought about it. He says, I don't think that place exists. It sounds like a fairy tale place, but oh, it's Pana, Illinois. Cool. And you guys have just moved this summer. You've been in Houston really for a long time. Um, let's go back a little bit. I know your story kind of coming in, but for our viewers and listeners, um, just kind of give us a rundown of where is Kevin Alvarez from and how has he got to where he is today? Yeah, it's not really ironic at all that I grew up in a small town called Pleak, Texas, right outside of Rosenberg and didn't even have the population um, you know, the, the population number there, it just said village limit. It was so small. That's how small it was. And so grew up there, went to local high school, elementary, all that good stuff there. And eventually being called to ministry. And I recently served back in Houston for about 11 years as youth pastor there at Long so, Point Baptist Church. And, yeah, let's let's pause right there when you say call sure. to ministry. What what age yeah. were you? What did that call look like? What, what does that even mean? Man. So, oh, yeah, question. Um, you know, I was about, ooh, let's see, maybe even about 30 years old. And, and it's interesting when you say being called, because if you would have told me back in high school, when you're trying to figure out what you want to do in life and your goals, your aspirations, never would I have imagined what I've been sitting here talking to you guys, or just even behind a pulpit at all. And so I can really, really uh, just hold on to the fact that God had called me and I had gone to a men's retreat I was invited by somebody. So that shows the importance of inviting people because God could be working through you to confirm some kind of answer for someone else. But I wound up going to a men's retreat and just really felt the Holy Spirit come on me. I've never felt that before. I was raised Catholic. And so I just opened up my Bible and started praying and really felt like God called me to be in full-time ministry. And so I remember going back, telling my family that, hey, Good news. I'm saved. And then number two, I'm going to be called to ministry. And of course, that's a different story and how they took it. But that's yeah. pretty much it there. Yeah, it's a dangerous thing to open your Bible and pray. You never know what's going to happen. I tell people that all the time, like, don't open it because I kid you not. One time I did it, I was feeling down and it said Judas hung himself. So a little <laughs> side note, do not open your Bible and ask God now, to reveal something because you may not like I had, it. I had a friend who was dating somebody. She was living in Athens, Georgia, and she opened up Thessalonians and said, um, we felt it better to be left alone in Athens. So she broke <laughs> up with her boyfriend and left. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm telling you. Yeah. So 30 careful, years old, what, what was 30 year old Kevin doing? Were, was this back in your singing days or what were you doing? Yes. Yes. So I used to sing too as well. And that it's interesting, again, when you think about you have your own plans, your own agenda. And we're even talking about that right now uh, here at the church. We're going through the book of James. And one of the last things that we were talking about, as many of us know as believers, that our lives are but a vapor. And, you know, we're here for a minute and gone the next. And I can remember at 30 years old, just thinking I have the, you know, my entire life in front of me, have it all planned out. And 
And God just came in and just shook that baby up because I was. I was singing at the time. I was singing country and, and Spanish music. And I really, that's what I felt like I was going to do the rest of my life, pursuing that. And sadly, I got in a car accident on the way home from a little gig in Austin. And then from there, I wind up breaking my nose. I couldn't sing, obviously, because I would have that little natal <laughs> sound there. Uh, I couldn't sing at all. And, you know, you get to that point where it's like, now what? I had all this planned out, thought this was going to happen, and it didn't. And you get lower and lower and lower. And I got to the lowest as could be and didn't know what to do. And at the time, uh, my wife, Yvette, as many as you know already, and we had two girls at the time. And she's like, you got to get a job. You, you got to do something. We got to provide for these kids. And so... Again, going back to the calling, eventually just going into seminary uh, and God providing for all that. And that was just small little baby steps to get where I'm at now. Yeah. So you went to school and then you came to the Bible seminary and graduated with a Master of Divinity in 2016. And at the I time, did. I think when you came, maybe you were serving as youth director and then you became the pastor mm -hmm. at Long Point Baptist Church. So what yeah, was that yeah, like for you um, going to seminary? Um mm -hmm. I know you were studying, but what what was your drive? What why did you do that? Well, number one, God had called me there. I remember thinking I had just done my bachelor's and associates or associates and bachelors, and thinking, all right, I'm done. I'm not going to do any more school. And then, of course, you start getting that urge, that feeling, that conviction, like God has something else in store for you. And and I think I've told this story to you before, but I remember saying, all right, Lord, send me a sign then that you want me to go to school. Because again, yeah. I, I'm starting from, I think I was working at grocery at the time and just trying to provide for the family that didn't have a lot of income and trying to figure out. But I said, Lord, send me a sign. And I kid you not, I remember getting a little postcard, those direct mailers in the mail from yeah. the Bible seminary. And it said, here's your sign. So I- Looking I for a sign. Right there. That's yeah, exactly I took the picture said. for that postcard looking in the sky. You just mm -hmm. step out of the door of the seminary and look up in the sky. I walked out there one day, there was a cloud out there. And I was like, this doesn't look like a sign. I'm going to make a poster. And um, there are a number <laughs> of students that came to the Bible seminary from that mailing. So it, it yeah. literally was a sign from God. Yeah. It was for many people, I bet, for many people. It was. Yeah, so when you're in seminary, um, you were serving actually in ministry at the time. What was that like studying for ministry while you're actually doing ministry? What I appreciated about the Bible seminary when I was there was not only you're getting the, the biblical information, the foundation that, that you need, obviously, to serve in ministry, but really getting that practical application. I think that's something I missed before. I mean, I was uh, an arrogant person. You know, you knew a lot about the Bible. I could quote things. I could give you biblical answers. But when it came to simple things like someone just passed away or how do you hire someone? How do you fire someone? All these different things. I really didn't know that at all. And so it was great to be able to go to class, learn these things, talk about them, and then go and apply them like right then and there and in live time. So very, very valuable for me to be able to do that. And a lot of people also talk about the fact they thought they knew the Bible and then they really start diving into studying it. And interestingly, the more you learn, the more you realize that you don't know. So yes. ironically, you leave class feeling stupider than when you came in, but you don't feel bad. You feel great. Like, man, this Bible and following Jesus is an incredible adventure. How did, how did I get this far in life and haven't known this before? It's awesome. 
Yeah, and it's a life. You have to understand about reading the Bible. It's a lifelong journey. You're not going to figure it all out. And to me personally, I look at that as a great thing because why would you want to serve a God who you could figure out just like that? Because if you could figure him out, then you don't need him. You don't need the word of God. So it's an everyday thing we're learning all the time. So what's it been like as a pastor? I know you're at Long Point and now you're mm-hmm. at a new church. Is it Celebration Life Church? Maybe Celebration Celebration Community Church. CCC. Community church. Pretty easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's the kind of transition? I know you were in youth ministry and then you've been serving as a pastor. What What does that look like serving as a pastor? What does that mean for you on a regular basis? Yeah, I mean, just doing the same. I, I don't want to say the same thing because every church, every calling is a little bit different. Obviously, as a pastor, you're supposed to be shepherding your flock, watching over them, equipping them. But really just going back to where I was at Long Point to hear its celebration. Again, the same thing I told you about every step about now you're going to go to seminary. Now you're going to take the step. It really always started with this genuine calling from God and leading by the Holy Spirit saying, this is what you're going to do next. So First thing you need to do is be obedient to that, is, is to make sure that you're plugged into God, because I think sometimes we miss a lot of opportunities from God because we're not plugged into God. We're so plugged into the things around us, so easy to you know, have our to-do list and do all these different things. And then we cry out to God, God, why are you not using me? Why am I missing all these opportunities? But he's like, hey, dummy, if you would just plug into me, stop, breathe, and listen, like I'm giving you all these opportunities. And so Coming here to CCC was a great opportunity for us. Of course, it was just like Abraham, where he he called us to a place. Uh, We didn't know much about it. We had never heard of it. And even just now, like even we've been here almost two months, and you're really starting from scratch. God didn't really give us a lot other than that genuine calling. And so, I mean, you're not only in ministry, but just everyday life, like going grocery shopping and uh, going to the park. Like you don't know where all these things are at. And so you're really relying on God to just guide you in every single aspect of your life. That's awesome. Years ago, I adopted the mentality of adventure. And I used to kind of, in my mind, I would get up and think of Jesus and we were fixing breakfast together and I'd ask him what's going to happen today. And I wanted the full rundown. And eventually my days got so crazy. I just began to get up and say, Let's just go. And he'd say, are you ready? And I'd say, yes. And you have no idea what the day comes because when you're in ministry, yeah. you never what's never know what's going to happen, no matter what you've got planned. Mm-hmm. And you're always trusting that God has some divine appointments and you just are continually surprised and many times overjoyed the way you're able to just God uses you the opportunities. I know you have a very creative ministry, which we'll talk about in a minute. And mm-hmm. um I want to talk a little bit more about the church, but uh, we'll take a little break in just a moment. But I want to just uh, cover one last thing before we do that. Um, you're now Dr. Kevin Alvarez. So apparently you mm-hmm. finished your associate's bachelor's and then went to master's. And every time you said I'm done, but then you're <laughs> not done. You just keep going. So you did a doctor. What was your doctorate in and where did you go? So I did my doctorate in church revitalization, and I went to Southwestern Theological there in Fort Worth, Texas. And, and that began during COVID, just like many of us here uh, were, were crammed in our garage or a certain room. We couldn't go out. We're looking for community. We're looking for answers. And so I just remember sitting in my in my garage. That was my office. And you know, I was on every call that was available, every Zoom that was available, because I was craving community. And they just right. kept talking about this new program that they had there. And 
and in the church that I was at, it was a revitalization. It was uh, in need of, of some health. It had some health issues. And so, you know, many of the people I talked to said, you're already doing it. Just like we just said with the Bible seminary, I was already in ministry. And so it's like you're learning these things and you're able to apply them in real time. And so, yeah, I just wrapped up uh, earlier in May this year. And so I did it on church revitalization. So that's just helping dying churches see life. Cool. So you've been doing family, you've been doing work and ministry. Um, you mentioned the kids a little earlier. So you're married to Yvette and then you all have three kids. Mm-hmm. And yeah. tell us about the kids. Yeah. So our oldest is Cassandra and our middle is Gabriella. And then we have our baby Madison. And so when we left here to paint it, that was another decision that we had to think about is, you know, you're so um, used to having your girls down the hallway and going out to just simple things that we probably all take for granted and don't think about the time and day when you're going to have to be, you know, the kids move out and do their own thing. But our older two stayed back home in Houston. They're already halfway through their college and their callings. And so it made sense for them to stay back home. But so they're back home in Houston and Madison, our baby is here with us. And we have our dog. We couldn't leave our dog, Max. So uh, (laughs) Max is here with us too. (laughs) Well, it's a whole family adventure. And interestingly, when you do these things, it doesn't really matter that you're all together or not. It's that they're sharing the adventure. I know when we came to Houston, um, we had a kid on the West Coast, kid on the East Coast, and a kid traveling around the world. But, you know, we all came to the Houston area, checked it out, came here, and, you know, we shared the experience vicariously and as much together as possible. Yeah, and it's good to see all the, the time that you poured into them, just seeing them live out life. And, so you know, one of our... Our daughters is like, man, like now I'm living real life by myself. And all those times she was complaining, I want to grow up. I want to grow up now. Now she's like, do I have to work every single day of my life? I'm like, this is part of growing up. So it's it's funny to see them realizing the things that they took for granted as well. Yeah. Welcome to this life. It's a harsh realization. And again, this is a long journey of decades of, man, I got to provide for myself and eventually a family. So quite the adventure. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I think is. we might take a short little break and then we'll come back in just a minute. And I'm um, we'll again, we're with Dr. Kevin Alvarez, who's in Pena, Illinois at Celebration Community Church. When Paul writes to Timothy, he says, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. And so this fall, we're actually going to start participating in public reading of scripture. Wow, and we're going to do it in community, we're going to do it regularly, we're going to do it with a high-quality translation, and we're inviting people to join us. I mean, they can be students, they can be faculty, staff, alumni, friends, anybody can come. Anyone can come. It's going to be on Mondays at noon. Lunch will be provided. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to feed these people physically while they get fed spiritually. That's exactly okay, what we're Okay, I'm going to be here. So it's Monday starting? Starting on September 11th. Okay, and it's from noon to one, approximately. Noon to one, and you get scripture. Um, the full canon of scripture will be read. We're going to wow. start in Genesis and in Matthew. We're going to read some Psalms, and we're going to enjoy food, fellowship, and the Word. Head to our website. There is an RSVP so that we know that we're providing the right number of meals. So please do let us know that you're coming. But even if you're not able to, we would love for people just to jump in anytime. It is a very welcoming, right. easy thing to, to just join at any time. And you may have said this, but if someone can't attend physically, they can also Zoom in. 
We do, we have a Zoom link for it as well. So it doesn't have to be people who only live in Katy. We're happy to have people from all over the world. In fact, we'd really like to have people from all <laughs> over the world. We'd love to have people from all over the world. Hey, what if I'm running late? So, you know, I got caught at a light, now it's 12.15. Do I feel bad if I come in late? Oh no, we'll still feed you. We'll still let you join us. We want you to be a part of it. Okay, so public reading scripture, 1 Timothy 4.13, uh, 9.11. Yes. Noon to one. Yes, absolutely. Join us. We'll see you guys then. Welcome back to the TBS podcast. We're visiting today with Dr. Kevin Alvarez in Pena, Illinois. Um, Kevin, one thing interesting I love about your ministry um, great job as a pastor, speaking, traveling, doing lots of things, but you have a very cool, several cool dynamic things that you do. I know you do a lot of videos and kind of tapped into that creative spirit of today's uh, use of technology and um, get a lot of attention and uh, a lot of fun times. And I know you've kind of set this out as a vision. Um, tell us a little bit about just kind of what you're doing, kind of what your vision is in these video clips and how you use the media. You know, I always wish that I was a pastor that when I spoke, people uh, just came to tears, not because it was so bad, but because it was so convicting. They're like, wow, this guy is yeah. really anointed. And not that I'm saying it doesn't happen. You said, um, you said anointed, not annoying, right? Yeah. Ignore, I'm going to have to use that. I'm telling you, I'm going to have to use that. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like you wanted to do that. And you know, I feel like I'm pretty funny and, and I love to laugh. Who doesn't love to laugh? And and one of the things that I even struggled with early on was using humor to reach people for Jesus. Because even yeah. even then I would get slack from people like you're trying to, to be too funny or you're watering down the message. And I can say this every time that I do a video, it always points back to Jesus Christ. And so I feel like God loves humor. You know, I mean. Uh, that's something that he instilled in me. And so shame on me if I'm holding that back to be able to reach people. And, and even back in Houston, um, even before I left, I think in February, we wind up baptizing someone, not because of my videos, but, you know, by doing these videos, by talking about everyday life, uh, people are watching these videos. A lot of them would say, you know, I can relate to you. You're real, whatever that would mean. And then that opened the door for me to message them, talk with them have coffee, a meal, invite them to church, get them plugged in. And then like I saw earlier, I just mentioned, we got someone even baptized just because, again, simple things that we can all use to tell people about Jesus. Yeah, we, we use flags. We use a lot of different things. Back in the day, years ago, they would use music. So the Salvation Army there, the way they got attention is they went out and played music on the street and people came to see what was going on. So I think attracting that attention, and I really think of it more like a front porch. You, you're inviting people up. It's not a commitment, you know, you know, checking it out, looking, you're not committing to anything. You're just interested in trying to figure out what's going on. And that then opens the door to then, you know, deeper invitation to think about things. And I think one of the cool things that you, you do a great job at is you're, you've got in your mind already a place that you're going. And you're bringing mm -hmm. them, you're opening the door for them to think about something, maybe something thinking about, but also something that's just common experience. I mean, we're all eating chips, we're going places, we have things that happen in our family, and you're just taking those things that happen 
and then bring in spiritual truth into it. So I, I think it's a great way to do it. And as you're saying, can be very fruitful. Yeah, I think one of the last videos I did was really, I mean, I'm wearing a Beatles shirt. I'm at a coffee shop and this young guy comes in and he's just like, wow, you're like, I like the Beatles too. Do you like the Beatles? And I began to mention the the members of the band and he looks at me like, who are those guys? I'm like, they're the Beatles, you know, don't you know? And and it's just funny that they wear the T-shirts, they walk around the, with all these stickers and stuff like they know who these people are. And then just right. relating that to how people think about Jesus Christ. They say they know Jesus. They wear the crucifix, the crosses, yeah. and the yeah. cool little bracelets, but they have no idea who Jesus is. And I think that's very true in lots of ways. People think they know things. They think they know the Bible. They think they know Jesus, but but don't really. But I, I like the way that you just tap into that um, desire for people to know something and get their attention and get them thinking at a deeper level. So it's a beautiful yeah. way to um, have a great ministry and engaging. And like you said, it's also very fun. Um, another cool thing I like that you do, it seems like a lot of times when you're in Houston and I've already seen you posting in Haina, um, you're meeting people in the community and highlighting things that they're doing. So tell us a little bit about what's the point of that. You know, COVID did a lot of good things for people and then it did bad things. Um, I know many churches, again, were suffering. Some even closed down because of COVID. And one of the things that it did for us at our church back in Houston was it, it caused us to go out in the community. Uh, the, the, the building that we were in was already being renovated. And so with COVID happening, they kind of shut everything down. Uh, I had no office. We had nowhere to meet. So what we started doing as a staff was I said, let's go to the coffee shop and let's meet. And so we would go in the community. We started at one coffee shop. We would go almost every week. We'd have our computers, our, our logos and things out. They could see, they could see our Bible, we're praying. And more and more we kept going. So eventually we just felt bad. Like we would go there and maybe order like one thing and be there five hours. Uh, so we wind up taking a basket just full of goodies, full of junk food. And we went and just said, thank you guys for allowing us to sit here and not making us feel bad that we're not, you know, spending a thousand dollars here a week or whatever. And that just started into something very, very fruitful that I've seen not only in Houston, but here in Haina uh, by just going out. And again, it's a simple thing that anyone, any doesn't have to be in church, doesn't have to be a, a church setting, but just a follower of Jesus Christ and getting a simple basket full of goodies and junk food and whatever it is. Of course, we have a little card that says just because. And I think that's the, the most precious part about these baskets, not only the good food, the snacks that are in there, but it just says, we're doing this just because. And it says, just know that someone's thinking about you, praying for you and loves you. And then it has our information on the church. And so even now here in Pena, by going to these businesses and just saying, look, I'm Pastor Kevin, I'm brand new here in the area. Just want to say, I'm thankful for what you do. Here's a basket from our church. We're praying for you. And then I go online and I tag them. I recommend people to go there, try out their products. And again, that's just building community around people because we did amazing things in Houston where we're able to get all these people that we deliver baskets to. We do church-wide events, community events, and everyone comes in together. They pull their resources, and that just allows us to reach more people for Jesus Christ. Yep. Simple stuff. And I love, too, it also, you know, you're making the gospel relevant. It's just coming to their life highlighting things people are doing, making those connections. So, um, Kevin, I just love your ministry. I love your family. We um, are just proud of you from the Bible Seminary, what you're doing and celebrating Jesus and sharing Jesus. 
Um, we th we're grateful that you joined us today and um, just loved some of the unique aspects of your ministry. I hope you'll be an inspiration to our viewers and listeners on the CBS podcast. Um, anything you want to toss in before we wrap up today? No, just thank you as always. Thank you for allowing me to be part of this, to be part of always being part of the TBS family. And, uh, you know, again, whoever's watching this, whether you're already in seminary right now at the Bible seminary, or just thinking about it, just look for those signs as well. Just follow again, as I mentioned, Abraham being called to somewhere that's maybe scary. I've been there. I'm there right now. But I'm telling you, just be faithful again. And you'll see again, my, God move in mighty ways in your life. All righty. Well, thank you, Kevin. And we appreciate you guys joining us on the TBS podcast. Um, you can listen and subscribe anywhere that you get your podcast. We also have a YouTube channel through the Bible Seminary. And again, I'm your host, Dr. Lynn Lewis, and we look forward to seeing you on the next TBS podcast.